0: And hello to you, and welcome to the Richard Nichols Podcast, the personal development podcast series that's here to help inspire, educate, and motivate you to be the best you can be. I'm psychotherapist Richard Nichols, and this is episode 214. It's titled Mental Focus. And if you're ready, we'll start the show. Hello, hello it's a new month or at least it it will be when it goes live because i'm um, i'm recording this on what would normally be the bank holiday monday at the end of may and it's it's not actually june until wednesday but instead of a bank holiday monday we've got a we've got a bank holiday thursday this year to commemorate the queen making it to 70 years on the throne. And they're giving us a bank holiday Friday as well, so this week everyone's trying to cram in a week's worth of work into three days. Good luck, folks! So there's a lot going on, although even without that, people are saying to me that it's been quite hard to concentrate lately. Maybe people are trying to catch up on their socialising when they had two years of doing less of it and now they're making up for lost time. I don't know. Maybe a lot of us are just trying to do extra hours at work to try and pay off the loan we took out just so we could heat the house and put fuel in the car. Whatever it is, I know I'm not alone in feeling a bit out of focus lately. So, When we lose our concentration, our mental focus, it is definitely worth looking at what's going on. Because there are lots of reasons as to why it might be happening. And some not so obvious ones as well, actually. It's not always because we've got too much on and don't know what to do first. Sometimes it can be plain old procrastination. I've met many clients who come to me for help with their studies, for example because they can't concentrate and they're easily distracted. And they want to learn some magical, hypnotic, mind-altering technique to give them focus. And the thing is, without looking at why that focus wasn't there in the first place, we could end up with a temporary fix for a permanent problem. And that's not ideal, because those sorts of techniques would soon become useless. And we end up thinking that we can't be helped, When actually the issue might well have been that the thing we couldn't focus on was something we didn't even want to do in the first place. Or we procrastinate because a part of us wanted to do it, but a stronger part of us didn't. A scared part, maybe. An overwhelmed part. Possibly. Sometimes we're distracted from the job at hand by our subconscious defence mechanisms telling us that changing the bed sheets is more important, and we believe the lies that we tell ourselves, we really do. If we tell ourselves that we need to put the mop over the kitchen floor before we do our tax return, then that's probably a lie. Not too harmful a lie, but it's still a lie that we've conned ourselves into believing. Now when we put the mop over the kitchen floor before we prepare for a job interview, then that's a lie that could cause problems. We tend to call that productive procrastinating, to differentiate it from the procrastinating of just scrolling through social media or binge-watching crappy TV. And we need to be aware of it, because most procrastination, especially productive procrastinating, is is unconscious we don't hear the instructions of our brain telling us what to do or rather we don't hear the reasons behind it we might hear the instructions that say mop the floor because we felt the urge to do it and we've turned it into conscious words but we don't hear the instructions in the first place we just get the urge otherwise we'd hear the reasons why we'd hear the unconscious say Don't bother preparing for the job interview because they're going to hate you anyway. If we could hear our unconscious, we might have a better chance of doing something about dealing with it. But our unconscious processes, our instincts, our beliefs about self and all that jazz runs too quickly through the brain for language to be a part of it. Instead, all we get is the urge for a particular behaviour. So if we can think for a bit. About those urges, to prevent us from falling foul of defence mechanisms, we might find some understanding. We might not like what we find on our journey of self-discovery, but it's better than not knowing. Now, that's a common reason why we struggle to focus on things. But we can't ignore the possibility that we've just taken on too much and we need a rest. It's something that people talk about in therapy all the time, because this phrase of giving 110% keeps cropping up with various different folk, all dotted around the country, dotted around the world. We must give 110%. Well, that's not how percentages work, is it? You you only ever have 100% to give, and some of that you might need to reserve some for yourself. You need to be giving something to yourself. But if you work at this fictitious 110%, which, okay isn't really 110%. It just means to give everything that you can, but just do it quicker than usual. If you work at that level and it tires you out to the the degree where you're actually only performing at 90% anyway, because your brain can't send the signals fast enough because you're exhausted, then you might be tempted to push yourself further, to try and perform at 110% which exhausts you more. So, you're now only performing at 80%, which means you have to push yourself even harder, which exhausts you even more, and now you're only able to create 70%, and so on, and so on, and so on. Sometimes you need to stop and sharpen your axe, as the old phrase goes, or as Stephen Covey originally called it, sharpen your saw. Stephen Covey wrote The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, And the seventh habit was called sharpen your saw. But because he trademarked it, if anybody ever wants to use even a a similar metaphor, they've got to tell a slightly different story. It's a common metaphor, and you might have heard it before, but it's really important to hammer the point home. And actually, it was Abraham Lincoln who probably popularised the idea anyway. So there's nothing new under the sun. If you've never heard it before, the story goes like this. Once upon a time, A very strong woodcutter asked for a job in a timber merchant. The pay was really good, and so were the working conditions. And for those reasons, the woodcutter was determined to do his best. His boss gave him an axe and showed him the area where he would work and told him he was on a week's trial to see if he could work hard enough. And off he went. The first day, the woodcutter cut down 20 trees. Wow, says the boss. Carry on like that, mate. You've got a job here for life motivated by his boss's words, the woodcutter tried even harder the next day, but he could only bring down 18 trees. That's all right, said his boss. It's still a good amount, but try harder tomorrow. So the third day, he tries even harder still, but he could only cut down 14 trees. And his boss isn't sounding as impressed as he was at the beginning of the week. Day after day, the woodcutter finished with fewer and fewer trees, yet their sweat is pouring out of him. And so by the end of the week, his boss takes him to one side and says, look, you're just not cut out for consistent hard work, are you? Sorry, mate, but you've got to go. And the woodcutter apologises, goes and gets his things. He hands his equipment back to his boss. And as he handed his axe back, his boss took one look at it and said, when was the last time you sharpened this axe? Sharpen it, said the woodcutter. I've had no time to sharpen my axe. I've been too busy trying to cut down trees. And I know it's obvious, it really is obvious, that you can't function well if your body is knackered. Get some rest if you have to. Make sure you're eating right, drinking enough water, all the stuff that we all know, but find it hard to stick to sometimes. It's no secret that if you want to be at your best, you need to rest. It's true because it rhymes. I didn't intend it to, but there you are. Although there is actually some studies into rhyming um, to suggest that you're more likely to believe something if it's been put into a rhyme. The brain likes the rhythm to it, so do be careful with um, advertising slogans and political messages if they rhyme, because it could be that somebody's trying to manipulate you. I've gone off on a, gone off on a tangent again, haven't I? But that's not a surprise. It's called the rhymer's reason effect, if you've never heard it before, or... The uh, Eton-Rosen phenomenon, where a saying is framed as more accurate if it's written in rhyme. It's related to the Keats heuristic, where statements, um, validity, how true it is, is evaluated according to its aesthetic qualities. If it sounds nice, it gets accepted. Um, popular one is, if it doesn't fit, you must acquit. Remember that? Got O.J. Simpson off a murder charge. If Johnny Cochran had been less eloquent or um hyperbolic and said well because the glove does not fit it does not belong to oj simpson and thus he's innocent you know oj may well have been jailed for life (laughs) i've been in dozens of plays over the years dozens and dozens and dozens of them i don't think i can probably remember any of the lines unless prompted with maybe one exception Um, a version of the Wife of Bath's tale from the Canterbury Tales, because it was written in rhyme. Uh, I thank you for this year's reprieve, What the answer is I can't conceive, and so I must be on my way to seek the truth without delay. That was my first line, and it's a play that we pull out of the bag if uh, an arts festival or a local brewery tap fancies doing something different and asks us to put something on. Well... It's easy because it rhymes, and we all remember the words to Humpty Dumpty, don't we? The exact words. Not just a, a rough idea, but the exact words in the exact order. Because our brain likes it. like When it sounds like that, it links it all together, makes it much easier. It takes far less effort, even if we are overwhelmed, he says, trying to bring the episode back on track. So, how do we fix our mental focus problems? Well, if it is procrastination because of perfectionism or self-esteem issues, then we need to accept that something isn't going to be perfect because it's not realistic. Or accept that you're not sure what you're doing and you need to break things down into bite-sized chunks to make it more manageable. No matter how small, no matter how low your self-esteem is, you know that you can do something. Even if step one of a thousand steps is... Just open a Word document. That's fine. Sometimes we, we don't break things down enough. If you've got an essay or a covering letter for a job interview, a job application to write, step one being write 1,000 words is probably too much. Every step needs to be manageable. Listen to your gut. Sometimes you can trust it. And if step one feels too big then break that step down into 10 smaller steps if you have to and just do that. Because that way, you have inertia. You're moving. There's there's a reason why the World's Strongest Man competition is somebody pulling a lorry, because we all know that it's hard. We watch it and go, that's impressive. But it's not the pulling of it that's hard, necessarily. It's getting it to move First, it takes great strength to get it moving. But once it starts moving, the weight behind it helps push it forwards, and you only need half the effort for it to stay moving. If it it started off being an empty truck, difficult, but not that heavy if you're super strong, and it's it's easy to get it moving, and the organisers started piling the weight on then as it rolled it wouldn't take anywhere near as much effort to pull the full weight at the end. And that's the same no matter what it is that we have to face in life. Whether it's trying to fix a damaged relationship, move house, get fit. Once you get moving, it's easier. But unless step one is manageable, you can't get moving. And that strongman competition... Step one wasn't pull the truck... That was step 145 million. Step one was 10 press-ups every morning, 10 sit-ups every evening. Step two was doing both in the afternoon, and so on and so on, until step 145 million is take a deep breath and start pulling that chug as hard as you can until the wheels roll forwards. So don't be afraid to make everything bite-sized chunks. Don't bite off more than you can chew, otherwise you choke. God, how many metaphors are in this episode? I feel like a flipping living cliche today. Sorry. Um, if you do want more content, by the way, feel free to look up my other podcast series. It's called Therapy Natters and comes out every Wednesday. That's a collaboration with my good friend and colleague Fiona Biddle, where listeners send us questions and we do our best to answer them. You can find us on all the popular podcast apps and there's a, a link in the show notes as well. So... and. All of this, by the way, is being funded by my favourite listeners that support me on Patreon. So if you want to show some love for the series, do please consider coming on board on Patreon, where we get you... um Early access to stuff, there's extra episodes every single Monday and some chill-out hypnotherapy sessions on a Monday as well. If you could support me, that would be amazing. We've almost hit our target, actually, to enable funding therapy for a year for someone. That's another thing I use Patreon for. If you're supporting me, you're also supporting somebody else with their mental health treatment who wouldn't normally be able to afford help. If you're a patron of mine... You are literally saving lives. You really, really are. So do please consider supporting us on there. If you do, I'll be back next week, where I'll be talking about cognitive biases, I think. What else was on the list for June? Um, Something to do with self-esteem and taking things personally? I've been asked to talk about job loss as well, so that'll probably come up at some point this month. What else was there? Dealing with a lack of motivation, that was one topic. Maybe something to do with highly sensitive people, that's always a popular theme. then maybe I'll save that for the public episode next month. I don't know, we'll see. No matter what, there's no lacking in content. You're not going to shut me up in a rush. Have a great June, podcast fans. Look after yourself and be excellent to each other. Bye for now.